Hello and welcome to another episode of Crash the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 433, recorded on Wednesday the 20th of April 2022 at 23.21.45. Okay, pre-show, let us talk excuses. I do know that I said I'd be taping another show on Monday. That didn't happen, obviously. Because the last pod, 432, took all of Monday to edit, and Tuesday was just too exhausting for podding. What I mean by that is I have family responsibilities, there were a lot of things I had to do, and there were some computer-related things that I had to do as well. Cutting to the chase of my excuses... It is now Wednesday, and I am utterly spent. I could barely move today, but I'm here, just after 11, recording again. I am making an effort. I hope that means something to my listeners. I'm trying. I've got so many things to do. If you've been looking at my Twitter feed today, you'll notice I've been trying to push my podcast a bit harder than usual. I've also decided to open it again for submissions from musicians and authors and poets who have anything science fiction, fantasy or horror themed that they want to feature on the show. Have a look at my Twitter if you're interested. I'm at Roy Matur, at R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. And by the way, I'm not sure that I said this in the tweet, but no money is involved. You won't get paid. On the other hand, I'm only asking that you send 20 seconds of content. Have a look at my Twitter if you're interested in doing that. Today, instead of talking about stuff that I've been watching, reading eating, whatever, sci-fi, fantasy, horror-related, although this is still technically sci-fi, fantasy and horror-related, we are talking about one thing in particular, and that is an update of my last Ian M. Banks retrospective. The reason for that is that recently, well, not so recently, because... Some of these show notes linger on for weeks, and I finally got round to finishing them today. But relatively recently, I was reading about Consider Flabus, one of his novels, that was being adapted by Amazon. And when I read that, and then looked at the long saga of what's been happening with Ian M. Banks in Banks, literary estate, I thought it is time for an update. Let me give you a bit of background. Back in pod 13 from 2013, which you can go back and listen to, although I should warn you the audio quality is a lot worse than you're hearing now, although some of my past pods audio quality is good by some happy accident and sometimes better despite the fact that I kind of know what I'm doing now. 
Where was I? Yeah, back in 2013, I did this long, rambling retrospective with a guest in honour of the work of the then recently deceased author Ian Banks. I'm going to swap between Ian Banks and Ian and Banks indiscriminately because I'm clumsy and I'm just warning you in advance because he would use the name Ian Banks for his non-science fiction work and Ian and Banks for his science fiction work. I have read many of both those genres, literary and just science fiction. Oh God, I hate doing that. All literature is literary. But you know what I mean, the non-science fiction stuff. I have read quite a bit of that and quite a lot of the science fiction as well. And so I thought with the Consider Flebass Dabacle in the news, sort of recently, it was time to revisit what's been happening with his intellectual property. Just to give you an idea of my background with Ian M. Banks's work, of his non-science fiction, I have read Walking on Glass, The Bridge, Espadare Street, Canal Dreams, The Crow Road, Complicity, perhaps The Steep Approach to Garbadale, I'm not quite sure. I partly started reading Transition and then abandoned it, I read Stonemouth. I did not read his last novel, The Quarry. And onto science fiction, I've read Consider Flebas, The Player of Games, Use of Weapons, The State of the Art, at least some of uh, Against a Dark Background, I believe it's been a long time, Fearsome Engine, Accession, Inversions, Look to Windward, The Algebraist, Matter, and Surface Detail I started, though I've still got to finish that. The same can be said for The Hydrogen Sonata. As you can see, I have read quite a lot of Ian M. Banks in the past, and Ian Banks, so I am relatively familiar with his work. Let's start then. Since my last pod was in 2013, let's start from the year 2014. In 2014, there was a report in the Scottish newspaper, The Herald, regarding Ian Banks's will and his legacy. The newspaper said that the estate largely went to his partner and organiser of Scotland's Dead by Dawn Horror Film Festival, Adele Hartley. The article also said that his last novel, The Quarry, was about a man in his late 40s having terminal cancer. She gives you a little freestyle of David Bowie's last days and his album Black Star. There's then a four-year gap in my knowledge of what was going on, In 2018, I was very happy to find out from a BBC article that Amazon were adapting one of his novels, Consider Flebas, and I was also hopeful 
for similar to be done with his other works, particularly what I called back in 2013 the mind-blowing, heart-wrenching, action-packed use of weapons. In Consider Flevas, there is a protagonist named Horza. He is a shape-changing, idealistic, and rather depressed assassin. It is set in the background of an insanely powerful and galaxy-spanning civilization called The Culture, which, by the way, is my favourite utopia, and is the subject of most of his science fiction novels, or at least it is a feature of that literary universe. I said at the time, in 2018, that this was something that was quite ambitious to take on, but I was hopeful. Two years later, in August 2020, there was an article on Den of Geek that said, Consider Flevas was cancelled by Ian M. Banks's estate, who said something about timing, that the timing was not right, or something like that. Then, one year later, June 2021, Little Brown, who were handling a book called The Culture, Notes and Drawings, by Ian M. Banks and one of his friends and collaborators, Ken McLeod, or McLeod, I'm not sure, said that the book was delayed. They went on to say that to do it justice, the book would be split into a two-volume set. When I read that, while I was doing the research for this podcast, I thought, hmm, is this a case of Lord of the Rings expansion and extension so that you can put out two publications instead of one and make more money? Anyway, September 2021, same year, one month later, there's Deadline's article, which said that the production teams from a series called Yesterday and Paul Dark were teaming up for a TV adaptation of Ian Banks's thriller, The Business. Again, wow. This one doesn't seem to have been killed. For all I know, that is still happening. But I don't know any more than that. Finally, in October 2021, lots going on in late 2021, Variety reported that the Curtis Brown Group has taken over representation for Ian Banks's literary estate, including book-to-film rights. Think back to what I just said about Little Brown. They're a subsidiary of Curtis Brown. And, hmm. Okay. That's about as much news as I've dug up. If you want to read the full articles that I base my research on, they're in the show notes. Let's move on to what I can conclude from all that. First of all, I realise and I appreciate that the estate of Ian Banks has a right to make some money in exchange for disseminating the excellent canon of Ian Banks, 
as far and as wide as they can. But it also feels like they just see us fans, aficionados, as a big bag of money. Oh, wait, actually they are right. We are a big bag of money. Well, I'm not really a big bag of money. I'm a bag of anti-money? Let's just say that fans are a great source of income. Geeks, especially. Second, there have been three previous adaptations of Ian Banks' non-science fiction work. As far as I know, those include, and I've seen them all, The Crow Road, Complicity, and Stonemouth. All of these adaptations, although they are okay, they were definitely made to a television budget, and it's only fair to say they have been middling in quality. Given that is the case, surely this is the time when streaming TV is... I don't even to say that it's in ascendance. It has ascended. It is the big thing now. So perhaps it is the time to use some of the richest people, like Jeff Bezos's bottomless pits of cash, to produce a science fiction spectacular. Amazon saved The Expanse, which originated on the Sci-Fi Channel in seasons 4 to 6, and are partly producing Ringworld. Now, I'm not saying that the estate needs to go to Amazon, but there's also Apple. And sure, do you need a big budget to make sci-fi? No, of course you don't. There's Vintage Doctor Who, which I review, by the way, every week, or Blake 7. They were excellent science fiction TV shows on quite low budgets. But some science fiction like grand space opera, demands to be painted on a vast canvas. While that might not guarantee quality, the ability to create drama on the vast scale of space-time, to paint immense, spectacular vistas, will at least do the source material justice. You can say what you will about Apple TV Plus's big-budget foundation. Yes, it wasn't the greatest show, but it is absolutely undeniable that foundation looked incredible. What I'm saying in conclusion is that I hope something really gets made. I particularly hope use of weapons gets made. Somehow, I don't think so, though. I think it's a brilliant story, but it is unsettling. Let's leave it at that. I'm sure it could do well. Things that were far more disturbing than use of weapons have been made into movies and TV shows. I just think within the body of his work, there's probably other things that would be made first. On the other hand, if someone wants to adapt use of weapons, please go ahead There'll be no happier fan than me. Oh, and that is it for the main body of today's podcast. I've got so much material lined up. It's just a question of completing the show notes, finding a time to record, recording and editing and putting them out. 
it's an involved process, and any podcaster or YouTuber will tell you that. It isn't easy to put these things together. There is just so much more material that I have in my head, on my already watched list, already read list, than I need to get to and make show notes and then talk about on this pod. What I'm saying is that there's a lot more on its way. And that's it for the science fiction, fantasy and horror content this week. Let me just move on to a couple of other things that I briefly wanted to mention. And then that's it. So first of all, FileZilla, slow down. In pod 432, I mentioned that I had done a few updates to software on my desktop. I said that updates seem to have always a sting in the tail. There are improvements, and there's always something that's not an improvement. That's the opposite of an improvement. It's a de-improvement? <laughs> Deprovement? I don't know. One of the very used programs for me is FileZilla. I upgraded FileZilla because it's an FTP application. It's important for security reasons to make sure you update your internet applications. Things have not gone entirely well. FileZilla now does an SSL certificate confirmation every time I FTP into my website. Is that a good thing? Look, I'm not a security expert, so if you are a security expert, please tell me. But it is a bloody inconvenient thing. It slows down my workflow. On the other hand, it only happens once when I connect, so I can probably live with that. What I definitely can't live with is now when I make a change to a file, FileZilla, FileZilla is glacially slow in popping up the dialog box saying that you've made a change, do you want to upload this changed file to your remote location? It used to take less than a second. Now it takes up to 15 seconds, maybe half a minute. That is just not good enough. It is sending my workflow into the ground, so much so that I'm going to downgrade a couple of versions. What I'm puzzled about is, well, what I'm always puzzled about, and that is, what the hell did the developers break this time? I'm so over this, I'm so sick of it. I'm not over it, I'm the opposite, but you know, colloquialism. Just because something is free doesn't mean I have to accept that it's going to be shoddy crap. I see this all the time, people on forums saying, oh, why are you complaining? It's free. You should be grateful. Well, I'd be grateful if it's good. Look, I make an effort with my podcasts to make them sound the best that I can make them sound and to do my research. Okay, you may not agree that the end product is that good, but I bloody well make an effort. And my podcast is free as well. So come on, FileZilla team. Come on, fix it. Oh, God almighty. Okay, where were we? I really wound myself up there. 
I'm going to do again. Yeah, I am in the process of applying for another job. Yes, it's another bloody well creative job. And yes, I am completely aware of my chances being very, very small. But I'm doing it anyway. Also, another thing that's getting on my wick is after being so long without normal employment, I have no references. I have no idea how to get a reference. I don't know what to do. And I'm very cautious about getting references, and I suggest if you are hunting for a job that you're cautious as well, because during the course of my life, I have had bad references. And by bad, I mean really, really bad. Bad to the point that I could sue for libel. These people were well aware of the nasty thing that they were doing, and they did it anyway. The point is, if you need a reference, <laughs> make sure you're in the loop. Make sure you see what that person is sending on your behalf, unless you trust them completely. I'm on a tangent now. What I'm saying is, though, I don't have references. I don't have personal references, and it's not just for jobs, but it's also for renewing my passport. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I've had a look at all the tips online. They are not very useful. I suppose the nearest useful thing is get a voluntary job to build up some credibility, I suppose, and then get your boss to write you a reference. Well, how long is that going to take? It is an absolutely ridiculous circular problem that I'm not sure how to fix. Where was I? Yeah. Wish me luck for this media job I'm going in. But for now, that is it. That is the end of the show. This episode taping late means that the Doctor Who Vintage Revisit is also taping late. I still hope to get it out by Friday. I'll do my best. I'll make no promises. If it's there, it's there. Rest assured, though, I am doing my best to make more of these. And that, my fellow geekly friends, is it. The show is made by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. It is particularly great to review it on Apple Podcasts. I almost said iTunes. Huh. You can also recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Yes, I could do with a little financial support if that is something you can afford. If it isn't, no problem, leave me a review. Or get in touch. Tell me how wonderful this podcast is. It encourages me to carry on. Thanks for tuning in. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the incredibly stupidly titled podcast, the UK geek podcast for science fiction, fantasy, and horror fans, and creatives. This was episode 433, recorded on Wednesday the 20th of April 2022, and the time at the end of the show is 23.55.40. Thanks for listening. 
and bye-bye for now. Bye! Hello there, sorry for breaking in like this. It is a day later, 1608.34, and it just occurred to me a couple of minutes ago that I haven't really explained why I've mentioned so much of Ian Banks's non-genre work in the science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast, and that is because all of his work, genre or not, has strong elements of the fantastical, the deviant, and the horrific, occasionally, and often feature geeky protagonists, which is why I've read so much of the Banksonian canon, because it appeals to me as a geek. And it's fairly obvious that Ian Banks himself was quite a geek. That is why it is relevant in this very geeky podcast. If you were wondering, that is it. See you next time.